0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Cathode Raycast, the story screen presents podcast where we talk about all things television. I am your host, Bernadette Gorman-White. It's nice to talk to you guys again. I know last month we took the month off, but we're getting back into Cathode Raycast. Very excited. I'm also excited because I have a guest today that I haven't talked to solo on a podcast for a long time. It's Diana Demiro. Hey! Thanks for having
1: me. (laughs) <laughs> you're welcome I know, I know i haven't been on a podcast in a minute it's been a busy couple of months <laughs> so Definitely. thanks thanks for having me
0: yeah it feels like a special treat when i get to talk to like robbie one-on-one or like you one-on-one because i'm verge talks to everyone one-on-one <laughs> and then usually we have a lot of group podcasts and those are fun too but yeah it's
1: sometimes sometimes nice. nice
0: to dig it stripped down
1: totally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And it also makes sense uh, not to really get into gender politics all that much, but it kind of makes sense that you and I are doing this one because today we're talking about Pen15 oh, yeah, from Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, uh, granted, I think Pen15 is really relatable no matter what your age is or what your gender is. But I do feel like maybe you and I have some, had some experiences when we were growing up that might have been pretty gosh darn similar. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> maybe too similar. So much awkwardness.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> so many emotions.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, listeners, just as a heads up, at Catherine Draycast we don't do like a spoiler free section per se. So we're just going to be getting right on into the nitty gritty of what pen 15 had to offer and sadly i i'm so sorry if i'm the one breaking this news to you we just finished the second season and it has been announced that that is the final season i know kind Which of, of a bummer
1: sad. yeah i feel like watching that last episode was emotional because i was like oh no more <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm the type of person who likes to know when something's going to be a series finale before yeah. I watch it, so I can be emotionally prepared. And I wasn't, because I watched it and I was like, that felt like an end end. Yeah. And then I went to like look up the reviews and they were like, yep, it's over. And I'm like, wish I would have known that when I was watching Aww. it. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely felt like, oh, they they meant it. This is the ending. But yeah. it was very good. I
1: didn't know that going in when I first started watching it, but then by the time I was getting close to those last couple episodes, I was like, oh, okay, this is it. So I was trying to prepare myself a little bit, but I was still like,
0: oh, <laughs> yeah, it was a hard like mental game to like, prepare for the <laughs> the tough emotion that came with saying goodbye to this show. Right.
1: Yeah, and definitely, like, I feel like it was really hitting its stride right before COVID when it stopped. So then this sort of being like a second half of season two versus a whole new season. I mean, it's a little bit like another season. But yeah, I felt like it was like really ramping up right before um, it stopped for a little while, and, and I actually just watched the animated special right before I started watching the second half. I, di- I didn't watch it right when it dropped, so oh, okay. I was sort of like, this was a treat, actually. I really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because my experience of watching it is I watched the entire first season when it came out. Right. Loved it. And then before the second season, part one came out, I rewatched all of season one and then watched the first half of season two. Good and call. And then when the <laughs> animated episode Jacuzzi came out, I watched that when it dropped. But then leading up to this second half of season two dropping, I rewatched the first part of season two and Jacuzzi again. Oh, cool. And then, and then watched the the second part of season two. But I've only seen the second part of season two once. And Me too. I found- It being the most difficult to go back and rewatch because it's not really, it's funny, it's just really sad and depressing.
1: Yeah, I only watched it one time through. I don't know how much of it I will revisit right away. I think it's going to have to sit for a little bit because you're right. It's like a lot more emotional um, with less humor, like less obvious humor i mean there's there's still funny parts per each episode or you know each character's performance can be funny but yeah it's a lot more intense this time around and i guess that is fitting as they're supposedly getting older you know they're still in seventh grade but they're you know they've gone through a lot by the end so
0: yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to say how much time passes in this show, because yeah, I know. the entire show takes place in seventh grade, but it's like, what part of seventh grade? The beginning? Did they span a good distance where they're like kind of towards the end of seventh grade? What I know do you and, think?
1: And, it, and it's funny too, because you have like, you know, so obviously if you're watching the show, you know the premise, but it takes place in the year 2000. Um, the two main characters, Maya and Anna, are played by adults and the creators of the show, but everyone else is actually close to being 12, 13 years old. So I, it's funny to just like obviously look at them age around Anna and Maya because, you know, they're getting older as the show is being filmed and seeing the kids get taller or their voices change slightly, but... I know. So that's sort of difficult. You're just sort of like, okay, they're keeping them in seventh grade, but they look a lot bigger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially their female uh, friends. Oh, yeah. Like the dudes like Sam and Jafir and Gabe, you're like, okay, it's pretty easy to keep you looking kind of young.
1: Yeah, they haven't really hit that major puberty growth spurt yet. Like just a little bit, maybe a tiny bit, but not too significant but the girls for sure and 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 that mirrors real life because i always feel like the girls mature first at that age anyway so all of a sudden you're like whoa (laughs) big time you look mature you might not be mature and i feel like that's a good theme in this show too is like (laughs) wanting to grow up and maybe not being ready or mature yet to handle some of the things that you are being thrown
0: at you know (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Especially this latter part, the second part of season two. I was just like, no, 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 no. You're not ready. You're not ready. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) Did it take you back the same way it took me back? Oh,
1: there's some. I'm sure. Yeah, there's some painful parts of that where you're just like, oh, and and I definitely was trying to think about, you know, where junior high is a hard time. Like,
0: yes, it is. I don't know.
1: What was your junior high experience like? Mine was was that it was 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. We're at the middle school, and I was one of the first years that they moved 6th grade to the middle school because originally my elementary school went all the way up to 6th, and then it changed while I was in elementary school, and so it finished at 5th, and they pushed 6th grade to the middle school by me. So I feel like 7th grade is is intense being that middle year because you're like, you're no longer the youngest, which is was the most terrifying year for me. And then it's still really awkward and not awesome sometimes. And then by eighth grade at least you're like, I'm the oldest. I'm okay. It's cool. And then you go to high school and you're like, Jesus!
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can't I go back there? (laughs) Yeah, and you're
1: like, ninth grade is terrifying. And the kids look so old compared to you. But I feel like when you're you know, in sixth, seventh grade, like there's people that are still pretty little, you know, you're still like, you're, quote unquote, a teenager, but not, you know, it's awkward.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So so I went to a really small school being from southeastern Indiana, and our school system, and it's funny, the elementary school and the high school are across the street from each other. Okay. So they're very close by. And uh, elementary was kindergarten through six. Okay. And the junior high high school was all one building. Oh, that seems like a bad, bad
1: time. (laughs) I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) And since I graduated, I think my youngest sister, who's eight years my junior, she had the experience where they had separated. Yeah. So there was like a wing that was junior high and a wing that was high school. But when I was in junior high and high school all of the classrooms were mixed. So oh, you as a wow. seventh grader were walking down the hall with like a senior.
1: Yeah. You could
0: cross paths all the time. Yeah. And Ma- even on Woo. the bus. The like, bus. Riding the bus, it was all ages. Yeah. And we would drop off the elementary kids first, and then we would go over to the high school or vice versa. I can't remember. I feel
1: like that's like the one aspect that, that this show didn't tap into at all that. No was some serious trauma for me because the bus is where like, you don't really have any teacher protection when you're younger from bigger kids, either bullying or, you know, even like that maturity level of being like, you're cute. And you're like, I'm scared of you. <laughs> you know, like, and then, and then, uh, you know, the, the, the repercussions of that, you know, so it's just kind of like, yeah, the bus is sort of like, no man's <laughs> land. It's like Mad
0: Max, you know? You're just
1: like, it's like free for all, um, which is and intense. And I wonder
0: if that was a commentary because, I mean, every once in a while, Yuki, Maya's mom, would drive them to school. Yeah. But it kind of seemed like it was a commentary on how Anna had more money because she oh, always yeah. got picked up. That's so I true. I always felt like it was the parents who were more fluent or didn't have to work. They could always pick up the kids, but most of the people that I knew and were friends with had to ride the bus because yeah. your parents were working. Mine know?
1: too. Yeah, mine were always working and it was sort of like the changing of the guard growing up because my dad would get home around 5, 5.30 and my mom worked nights as a nurse so she would be leaving when my dad came home so it was like so someone would always be yeah. around for us or my older sisters. I might have briefly had a time where one of my older sisters could pick me up if I did any kind of after school or something but for the most part, Yeah, it was boss. And that's, yeah, intensity. scary time. You're alone (laughs) to make your own choices or to try and hide and not be noticed by somebody who you are afraid of.
0: So. Yeah, I, I don't really have so many war stories, but I do remember uh, riding the bus one time and there were these two girls who were the grade ahead of me, I believe. And they were just like shit-talking someone else who wasn't there to defend themselves or they were shit-talking someone on the bus. I can't remember. And I like stuck up for the person that they were making fun of. Ooh, and you're I was good. Th- I was threatened. She was like, I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. Like, cool. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my closest experience to that was that um, – our junior high did have a wing for the classrooms for sixth grade, but then you know you had to go to gym or you had to go to the cafeteria, and all of that was mixed. So we had like in sixth grade they had a a school store that sold like school yes. supplies, erasers, erasers. pencils, yep. fun fun things like that, and they would instrument let instrument reads yeah, and they would let yeah. the the sixth graders work there. Um, for like half of a period or a period a day like on a rotational basis and i remember uh some bigger kids trying to rob the school store <laughs> and and all of us little 6th graders like not knowing what to do and like run <laughs> running all the way down to where the 6th grade wing was to be like Mr. Divine they're robbing the store and like freaking out and then being <laughs> being threatened by some 8th grade girls that I was going to get beat up um cuz back then you know my mom had cool short hair my older sister had cool short hair and she took me to get my hair cut and it was the first time I had short hair and in probably like the end of sixth grade, early seventh grade. And I was not
0: prepared
1: (laughs) for all of the things that people would say, girls, girls and boys included. And uh, so that was sort of a scary time for a little while. And also like an eye opener, because I was like, I don't know what that word means that you just called me so okay and then like (laughs) realizing whether things were good or bad after the fact you know so it's definitely like I was probably in middle school mid 90s because I'm a little bit older than you so Mm -hmm. yeah so I was like 94 ish was my prime time so a little earlier than this two thousand year 2000 setting but i love that setting too i love the music and the fashions yes. and like the toys they're playing with and just like the type of phone that anna the fact that anna has a phone that's like a, yes. a sign of wealth right there <laughs> big time yeah but uh it's so funny and i i definitely love all the references to stuff throughout the show it's pretty great <laughs> the fact oh, that yeah. they were so excited about dip and dot's
0: awesome (laughs) that speaks to a certain time for sure ice cream of the future (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i'm actually a year younger than what they were in the show oh it's perfect so so yeah i went into seventh grade in 2001 so i was entering sixth grade in 2000 so yeah i'm very close age-wise to what they're talking about but i think the actual actresses are a couple years older than i am yeah i think so but yeah, they were definitely speaking to like the hit clips and yes. the Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> all of those like stupid things you would carry around during school. Like Definitely. Yeah, I yeah. had those things. The trapper keepers. Just all the all backpacks. Of
1: like just the visual of them wearing these big heavy backpacks is like <laughs> so funny. And also <laughs> like Ooh, I remember this.
0: You know? Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty oh, great. Definitely.
0: <laughs> So uh, the the first season is definitely a lot more lighthearted and uh, a little bit easier to laugh at. But let's get into, like, the, the most recent episodes that have just recently dropped. Okay. Um, let's do that first, and then I'm sure, like, we'll kind of get back to the later things. Did you have a favorite episode? Of this um, second half? Yeah. Uh. Well
1: was my favorite episode but i did really enjoy the yuki episode about the mom i thought that that was kind of a cool takeaway you know now later on in the series to kind of show that adult character and knowing that that's actually maya's real mom is cool because it's you know there's like that touching episode earlier on where they're in the bathtub together and she's like everyone at school hates me and she's like Don't care about them. Whatever. Don't worry about them. Who cares? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, because it's like one of those candid moments where Maya's mom is Japanese and her dad is the dude from home improvement that I love. (laughs) 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 I love that guy. Um, But uh, yeah, I kind of liked having a little bit more of that backstory of how, you know, how Yuki ended up being, you know, with her second family in. In America that was kind of cool um,
0: yeah so I it, definitely liked it too because it helped really build on Shuji as well to get yeah. like, deeper insight into Shuji's character because Shuji was like a big player towards the end of the show did they mention
1: any time prior to that that they had different parents because I didn't realize that
0: I think somewhere in the first half of season two okay Maya does say well, he's, he's my half-brother, but he's, like, my real brother. Yeah. I think she yeah. says that to someone. It might okay. be Maura when Maura gets involved and tries oh. to break up their friendship or enter their friendship. Which
1: is such a great episode, <laughs> and that one, like, really, that was, like, PTSD. I have definitely been was in that it? scenario um, where, you know, you're with, like, three total friends, and you're, like, jockeying to be the better friend friend sort of or like be in favor and you're like this is not okay (laughs) or you've got like one friend that you're like that friend's kind of mean actually (laughs) Yes, you're like why are we hanging out with her when she makes us feel bad (laughs) right yeah i I feel like i hit that a little bit younger though maybe more like in elementary school more like fourth fifth grade than in the time period of when this show is but i definitely identified with that episode hardcore (laughs)
0: oh big time yeah yeah because when i was in uh i started going to school in indiana when i was in second grade and then so second grade to fifth grade i pretty much had the same kids in my class every single year but then moving into sixth grade there were three periods there was first second and homeroom and i begged my mom to request a homeroom teacher because all of my friends had requested a certain homeroom teacher oh and my mom was like, Nope, you're going to get who you get. Yeah. Like, we're just going to roll the dice. And so I was in a class with like completely different kids, like that I kind of knew because they were in school with me, but they weren't in my class. And so it was during that time that I kind of got like myed out of my friend group. Right. Because my friend group kept hanging out together and they were on all the same classes together. You feel like and you're missing kind of, out. Yeah. Yeah. You're and not I had to, to like make new friends. And yeah.
1: That's tough. I know. Yeah, always... so that happened
0: to me earlier yeah. too.
1: I feel like the fear of missing out applied way more when I was younger than than now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like fear of missing out was like, oh, I didn't get to go to her house on Friday and they did a slumber party and I I don't know, you know, all the things that happened, you know. It's so it's so intense. Yeah. They made a choreographed but- dance and I don't know that dance yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> they have a new like weird secret joke of whatever, you know. So. Yeah, I, I the bot mitzvah episode was pretty great. I feel like that first episode of of the second half of season two was really fun. Um, I have gone to a friend's bot mitzvah and she wasn't as mean as that character, but uh, or or that wealthy. But I remember that being like a whole experience because i didn't have a ton of jewish friends and like growing up i was sort of like raised loosely catholic because my mom had gone to catholic school her whole life so she was like a little over it by the time i came along so she wasn't as intense about it um, fair but uh my yeah m- my experience of that was just like yeah it's so lavish like this whole party about like becoming an adult in the eyes of god you know like so it's just like so intense
0: <laughs> oh yeah i've never been to a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah yeah. but yes when i see them depicted in television and films just like dang that yeah. must be some kind of experience to be told a that you are becoming either a man or a woman and that's what you are now right and also just to see the expense that's yeah put into these very insane parties but i also didn't get like a sweet 16 party or anything like that either so i feel like that concept of like spending that type of money on a child is foreign to me
1: yeah you know i went to some sweet 16 parties um i don't ever remember them being so lavish like I I had a birthday party, but it was at a park and it was outside and it was like right. everyone could do, you know, someone go play like Frisbee and people had super soakers and stuff like that. Like it wasn't anything. We were like grilling hot dogs. It wasn't anything too crazy. It was just that I got to invite more people than usual. Like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, that sounds like a great party.
1: Yeah, no, that was probably still to this day, like my best birthday party thrown <laughs> it was like 15, 16 years old. Sounds um, great. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like the extent of, like, lavishness was, like, somebody had their birthday party at the, like, Elks Club or, like, the, the you know, uh, like, whatever, <laughs> Knights of Columbus Hall so that they could have, like, a DJ.
0: Right, right, <laughs> And that exactly. was, like,
1: lavish. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that whole experience of having, like, awkward dance party is really fun. I, I love that final episode of of uh Before the Hiatus of the play. Yeah, so, that's such a good one. And I rewatched that before these new episodes. I didn't rewatch the whole uh first half of season two, but I rewatched that episode. And I was like, that was such a good episode and a good cliffhanger for, like, a mid-season break. So that was kind of fun to then, like... the character of steve is pretty cool in that you know so it's kind of like the transition is a little sad and disappointing in the second half but it's um it's pretty enjoyable that first bat mitzvah episode when anna's having a tough time and he ends up being really nice and then he's he's also nice to maya and you're like this is a cool kid good
0: (laughs) yeah i i think ultimately still the the steve character so tragic because i think he is a good dude yeah and he's just mixed up with some dudes who probably also are good dudes but just are acting really douchey because they think that's the way to be right and yeah it's so unfortunate because yeah you look back at your own experiences and you're like yeah how many of us were just like stupid and terrible for no good reason (laughs) just to do it
1: (laughs) yeah and and also like the Premise of them liking kids that are freshmen in high school, and they're in seventh grade. It's not so much older, but at that point in your life, like hormonally, it's totally different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like level of maturity, maybe is not that different, but it can be in some aspects, like of what you're ready for. So that was like the biggest, like in this second half, you know. Yeah, it
0: was, it was pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you saw Derek, he's like, this is my brother's car. It's like, oh, this is not a good situation to be
1: in. Yeah, and just like, you know, like Derek looks older because he's tall and he's got like a little bit of a crappy mustache and like, but he's also like a big dork. But then, you know, all the indicators like, like Maya getting prescribed meds for ADHD and like, just like the idea of kids like sneaking booze and you're like, yeah, kids do do that but then like Mm -hmm. some kids do it more than others some kids are shittier about it you know like it's like (laughs) and i was never like in the in the maturity level of like dating or fooling around in any physicality i was probably a late bloomer in that department and i had more experience with like having the the nerdier friends like the Sam and the Jafir and Gabe like those probably were my friends more yeah. so than hanging out with kids that were a little bit older because I was sort of like I don't know what's going on I'm not super <laughs> I'm not super cool you know like I was sort of like I wasn't like the most picked on but I was also not super cool <laughs> so so it was okay to to like be a little bit of a late bloomer in that way I was like not exposed to as much scary shit for in that regard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I could probably also say the same thing. But for me, I think it was because I grew up in the country. Yeah. And it seemed like the show took place like in the suburbs where things were more walkable. Yeah, it was easier to get to a friend's house. Where my mom lives and where I grew up. Yeah, it's not easy to get to a friend's house. So if you don't have a car, You're not getting there. That's true. I definitely grew up in a neighborhood where I could walk to a friend's house for sure. Right. Yeah. And I kind of wish that I would have had that growing up, but also I feel like that did shield me because I just wasn't going out all that often. Like I had a purpose to like be out and about. I wasn't just walking around, you know, hanging out at this friend's house for half an hour, going somewhere else for half an hour. That just wasn't part of definitely the ritual. So I also was kind of a late bloomer, but. I mean, I don't know if any of my relatives even listen to this podcast, but sorry, relatives, if you're finding this out. But yeah, I had a very similar experience <laughs> to Maya in uh, my like late bloomer experience. And I was 16 at the time, though, when it happened to me. I wasn't in seventh grade. That's but still, still, it sucked. That's <laughs> still young and still traumatic. <laughs> like Very much so. You know,
1: the idea that. Uh, like the idea of consent. And I love the, the final episode has, you know, Sam being like, if it's okay to give her a kiss. Yes. And I was like, fuck yeah, consent, Sam. You know, like I was just like, he is great, but it took him a little while to mature, you know? So I, I do like that they kind of came around to that full circle. Um, I was afraid they were going to drop it. And then I was glad that that worked out, but they didn't. They didn't overplay it. They made it, you know, more age-appropriate for them, which was nice. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: That whole experience of, like, hanging out, you know, whether it's at a birthday party or just being invited to somebody's house to, like, hang out, boys and girls together... Um, especially when you're figuring that stuff out, like, I love the episode of the play, because I love the character Gabe not really knowing if he's gay or not, Um, yeah, not, you know, maybe liking Maya as a friend and thinking that that's what he should like, but not being totally on board. I definitely identified with that, too, because, like, you know, um... When I was in high school, I had a girl who liked me, and it was the first time that ever happened, but she was older than me, and I was totally freaked out by it. And then, you know, uh, spoilers later on, I realized I also liked girls besides guys, but it took a few years for that to register for me. I just wasn't mentally exposed to that and grew up in an area that was, like, pretty traditional, so... That was weird and foreign at the time. And I just didn't want to be weird. I wanted to just <laughs> right. float, float under the radar, not get picked on, not cause too much trouble, which maybe sounds lame, but, you know, I wasn't mean to her. I told her I was very flattered, but I didn't feel that way. And then it was just sort of dropped eventually, which was good. What? Right. <laughs> you know, like, she wasn't mean about it. She was really nice about it. But I also was like... Okay. You know, like I just didn't know what to do with that situation. I I didn't have anyone at the time because my siblings are a lot older than me. They weren't there on a daily basis when I was like going through shit. So it right. was more like being an only child because I could only talk to them later on about stuff and being like, you weren't there. You didn't explain what it was like to get your period. I thought I was dying. (laughs) You know, like, so like the whole like aspect of Maya kind of trying to hide that at first and the slumber party episode is so painful because it's so funny, but it's so sad too. Where like, you know, you're becoming older and your body's changing and that can be perceived as gross. And scary mm-hmm. and then also but then it's totally normal and you just need somebody to tell you it's normal. Yeah. So all of those aspects are
0: like, this show's really spot on. Oh definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. I was the older sibling who then tried to impart my half-formed wisdom Hell onto yeah. my younger siblings, but they didn't want it. Some of them uh, didn't want it. They were like, yeah. "No, I'll figure it out on my own." And I I'm know. like, "All right, you're, no one and wants,
1: no one wants to be told." And <laughs> no. you're like, "I'm
0: trying to help you. <laughs> this will help. You'll look back on this and smile." Hey. Yeah. It was not well received, but that's okay. <laughs> we we figured it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been through that more with friends in, in more recent years where I I I never try and be like, Oh, I'm so much older than you. I've been through it all. But like I'm just like, Oh, I've gone through some shit. Uh you know, maybe imparting this to you will help. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> take what you can from this story of awkward shit, you know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> But uh, yeah. if
0: anything, just listen to me tell the story, and you can do with it whatever you want. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah.
1: So, oh man, but what episodes did you really like of the second half?
0: Oh man, I would probably say the the Grammy episode I really liked a oh, lot. Oh
1: yeah, and
0: I really liked the Ume. I liked it when they were like branching out and like exploring other family members or yeah. other people that had f- formed them, and like inform their childhoods. Yeah. I really liked those episodes. But yeah, I thought seeing Anna and Maya have to deal with that grandmother. Oh my but God. like doing it very well, like actually being pretty nice. They were very respectful.
1: And yeah. it's really funny. I don't know about you and your experience with grandparents, but I, my mom's mom, not as old as the actor playing Anna's Grammy, but- Kind of similar in the sense where I like had her pick me up from school and she kind of was like a lead foot and she would like mm-hmm. be sort of an aggressive driver at but she was like had a bit of a temper but would be really funny. Like she taught me and my friends how to play poker and like different cause she worked at a country club and uh she was always like around a lot of women. So she was just very vocal and funny but sometimes mean so we were always like a little scared of her but not totally we were just like oh, okay grandma's got a temper so Mima, <laughs> Mima's coming she's not good at cooking uh, like she didn't know how to pump gas I remember the first time I was in the car with her where we were somewhere that she had to pump her own gas and it was like it was, an, it was a learning experience for all of us <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that episode's really funny um, but also sad You know, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, very sad. Was your grandma from New Jersey? Or she just never had to pump her own gas?
1: You know what? She was a city kid. So it was funny because I remember when we went to New Jersey and that was such like a weird thing that you weren't allowed to pump your own gas. And I was like, this is the place for me, ma. But, uh, you know, like... (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, she was just like a city kid. She just like grew up in New York City and Yonkers and didn't drive for a really long time. And then I think when she did drive she was sort of just like in a more traditional marriage where my grandpa did certain things for her, you know, and he probably yep. went and filled the, the car with gas for her and whatever. And then um eventually she started to learn how to do some of that stuff on her own, but it was just, and they were not good cooks. Uh, my Uh My memories of going to my mom's parents' house was like, that was where we got to get takeout because my grandma wasn't a good cook. So we would only really ever eat fast food with them. Like we would go get Kentucky fried chicken or we'd go get hamburgers or something and that was like a treat in right. my in my eyes as a kid. But my dad would be like, that's because your grandma is a terrible cook. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> okay. I, You know, and I didn't experience that until later when maybe she would be coming and staying with us to watch us if my parents wanted to go somewhere and then having that experience of being like, oh yeah, you're, you are not a good cook. <laughs> right (laughs) so it's a pretty funny experience but my you know my i definitely loved the like zinger attitude and the like the driving and the constant honking and like all
0: of that (laughs) and anna saying grammy you don't have to honk
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and you're you're like you want to be respectful because you don't want to make them angry but then you're also like yeah grammy don't 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 do do that please don't do that
0: I might know better than you in this situation. Don't do that. Yeah. Right. Or just like, yeah.
1: you know, that, that uh, instance of having an adult slightly embarrass you, but then you don't want to hurt their feelings or you- Right. Or get in trouble. or Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that can be with parents too, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was kind of fun to see because I'm assuming, yeah, that was the mom's mom. Right. So I liked that you got to see more of like why- the melora walters characters the way she is kathy right. uh anna's mom because yeah it's like kathy turned out a little weird yeah and especially i think from talking about the early like 2000s i think reiki was even becoming popular like in the later like mid to late 2000s yeah so it seemed like kathy was like getting into like all of that hippie stuff earlier. yeah and you kind of had to wonder like how did this happen so i was glad to see that we got to see grammy Who kind of, like, informed your opinion on Kathy a little bit more. Totally. Totally. and Kathy, you're actually, like, pretty normal and okay (laughs) compared, like, to what you could have been. Right. And
1: then, like, it's interesting, too, to see, like, the grandma blame Anna's dad for, like, you know, some of, oh, she was going to be a nurse and she would have been fine and normal. And then she met your dad and that didn't work out anyway. And you're like,
0: whoa! (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, had some grandma knowledge being passed yeah, on Yeah, <laughs> whether you For want sure. it or not. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. Some
1: grandma judgment, some grandma yeah. side eye. <laughs> but I did Big love time. I did love when the when both Maya and Anna are giving her a makeover and then and she's like pleased with her hair and how yes. come, like you're just like, "Yeah, grandma. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's a good grandma." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I liked those episodes a lot and I felt like one of the most uh heartfelt moments in the show with the ume episode the shadow episode was when maya was saying like why is her japanese cute on her yes but it's bad on me right and it really gave you some really good insight to i'm sure how maya the person the actress behind maya ishi peters the maya erskine how she probably felt growing up too yeah i loved having that um
1: also aspect of you know, it's not the same, but like, so I'm, I'm half Hispanic and mm-hmm. never quite feeling like Hispanic enough when you're with somebody who's like a hundred percent and maybe their family is more first generation or being like, I kind of understand Spanish, but I'm not good at speaking it. So like watching Maya like understand sort of what was going on, but not being fluent like her mom or her, you know, friend Ume. And exactly like feeling like they're being like, oh, you're Japanese. Can you speak Japanese? You know, and like that kind of environment of being like, you're not enough of the thing that is suddenly cool or different. So it's you're just different enough to make it a little weird or exactly like you said, like, why is Ume? She's like tiny and cute. And, (laughs) you know, like and i like initially how anna and maya are protective of her like they're worried that she's gonna get like torn apart in right. middle school but then it backfires and everyone wants to be her friend and stuff right
0: but yeah them yeah, kind of like com-
1: coming around to each other is so good
0: yeah and how it really was turned how like no one was even paying attention to how ume was feeling because he yeah. was like i don't like this yeah you guys want this i don't want this to be right. called at and
1: They're, like, treating her like a doll. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: I just thought that little actress. it was smart to bring in Ume, and it was smart to bring in Mara in the first half of season two, because they were bringing in, like, these newer actresses who actually probably could be more age-appropriate compared to all of the other kids, like you had mentioned before, who had kind of grown up a little bit. Yeah, they're they're starting to age up. This is kind of weird. So they got like a couple new f- fresh faces to be like, okay, no, remember, they're supposed to be young because yeah. Ine is a year younger than they are and right. yeah, he looks
1: like a baby right. <laughs> compared and, to them. And 11, 12 years old, you can still look like a complete baby. So it's hard. Definitely, It all depends on where you are in puberty and just, you know, whether you h- hit your growth spur early or not. And yeah. Yep. For sure.
0: And yeah, I was playing a lot of Dance Dance Revolution in eighth grade, and those mats
1: are terrible.
0: (laughs) They move all around. It's impossible to play that.
1: I've never been good at that, uh, but it's so fun to watch people do that. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's really funny. Yeah. But it's funny in both instances. It's funny when people have like the cheap plastic mat and they're playing it at home because those things are like so crinkly and they move all over the place while you're trying to tap on specific buttons. But then it's even funnier too to watch it like in an arcade with like right. a real Dance Dance Revolution because people are so loud and they're just like stomping. All over it. <laughs> like there's not a good way to play that game. No.
1: Yeah, you're like even in Scott Pilgrim where it looks kind of cool. It still looks a little dumb.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Um, in that home episode, or it was at the the end of the penultimate episode, there was a scene that I wanted to mention. Just because this didn't happen to me, but it happened pretty much exactly to my mom. Oh, so my mom when she was growing up, she had a gerbil named Gertie, and she would have like shirts with like the pocket on the breast, Aww. and she would carry like the gerbil around in her pocket and they had like an outdoor cat that wasn't really quite theirs but kind of like hung around their house and they named the cat fluff and yeah one day my mom <laughs> oh. thought gertie and fluff could be friends and gertie and fluff could not be friends oh man and that was the end of gertie so when it was happening to daddy the hamster so and that so stalled, bad I, I was like i cannot believe the situation is happening <laughs> I know, especially because, like, initially the dog
1: is, like, a source of comfort. Like, it's really sweet. It licks them. It's friendly. And, like, they're, like, at this, like, vulnerable point in the episode. And you're like, yay, the dog. And then they're like, yeah, animal friends. And you're like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Animals prey.
0: You know, like. Yeah. It's only an animal. It only knows what it knows. Right.
1: uh, I I had a dog growing up, and my next-door neighbors had a dog, and... They would sometimes, ours would stay in the yard even when it was off leash. It, I don't, I can't explain it. No dog I've had since has been that good, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Pumpernickel stayed in the yard. She was Pumpernickel. awesome. She was the best dog to the first dog, set the rest of the dogs up to fail because the rest of the dogs were just not as good. <laughs> but a uh, next door neighbor dog, Smokey, he was on like one of those runs and they would sometimes let him off the run and he would just kind of like zoom around the yard and run over to see Pumpernickel and run around his yard. But one of the times that we were all, well me hanging out in the yard with the dogs because I was like 15 and loved them and wanted to play with them all the time uh, he found baby bunnies and so it was a very similar instance of that where he like grabbed it and shook it and then me being like Mom! You know, because then I was like so traumatized because we're like, drop it, drop it. No, no. And then being like, now we have to bury these baby bunnies. And, you know, like he's relatively a good dog, but we're just like, ah, you know, it's so that whole experience is so traumatic. I can't even imagine if that was your actual pet, you know, (laughs) so I was just like wild animal alone, anything small and cute. You're like, no, you know, so. Yeah, your poor mom. Your poor mom.
0: Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Hildegard, my dog, uh, found a dead bird in the leaves Uh, just a couple weeks ago. But luckily, the bird was already dead. Yeah. And she listened to me. As soon as I saw that she had something, I was like, drop it. And she dropped it. That's good. So that was good. But ugh, It's gross. Dogs be dogs. Dogs be dogs. They're just going to be dogs. Yeah. They're just
1: going (laughs) to try and shake stuff and play with it like it's a toy. And you're like, no, it's a living thing.
0: (laughs) Please stop. Yeah, please stop.
1: (laughs) Please don't eat that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, so yeah, the show was like, that didn't happen to me, but it happened to someone I knew and that I grew up with that story. So even more relatable content towards the end of this program.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I loved how in these later episodes, we got more episodes where – either Anna or Maya wrote or directed the episode, which I thought was yeah. cool. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And it, it was fun to see which episodes ended up being directed by them, which was kind of a neat experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing some research after the Cancer Walk episode because um, I was just curious as to – because I think that one is the one that gets, like, the most kind of experimental. Oh, okay. And Pen15 doesn't really do that very often. Right. But, uh, yeah, they had that scene where the group of four men, like, walked past him on the track and disappeared. Yeah. And apparently, Anna's father, he actually went to DePaul University in Indiana, where I went to college. Oh, wow. And he was a member of an all-men singing group. And he died of cancer. Aww. So the whole cancer storyline, I think, was written about her dad. Oh, okay. And then that, that was makes like more sense. supposed to be her dad walking past on the track, which Aww. was like really cute. Yeah. In the in the context of the episode, I was like, "That's weird. What's yeah. going on here?" Yeah.
1: When you when you find out more about it, though, that's pretty touching. Which is, yeah,
0: very much so.
1: I also like the fact that, like, it is a little bit more um, honest in the sense like those two kids of the one kid having cancer and his friend and then like his friend trying to find ways to like get something out of that. Get the the sympathy card and whatever. And then like they're still like goofing around and laughing and having fun together. But clearly the other kid's sister and mom are like really emotionally upset because there's, you know, that he has cancer. So it, it is kind of a cool... You know, when you're a certain age, whether how you process things or like how you deal with things and boys versus girls, like what makes you more upset or what, you know, or laughing at an inappropriate time, like when they're at the funeral and stuff like that. Like that's realistic, you know, like kids don't always have the the best responses to things or just, you know, like nervous laughter And getting giggles when something is actually really scary or upsetting is
0: is totally honest. That that definitely happens. (laughs) Yeah, I loved that Kathy, when Anna apologized for laughing at the funeral, she was like, I know that wasn't like a good response or whatever. And Kathy was like, no, I think that's probably normal. Yeah. (laughs) You're fine. She wasn't upset with her, which was really nice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, I remember when I was – closer to that age that yeah it's just like you really just want someone to like you like that is like the ultimate goal is to get someone to like you yeah and sometimes it's like a brandon situation where you're like well someone actually or brendan usually it's like well someone does like me but i don't think i like them right and it kind of makes me uncomfortable but i'm gonna do it because you're the one person who likes me
1: yeah you want to have that experience that first experience even if you're like and then that first experience can be gross or disappointing or or yeah. s- totally upsetting and scary. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you have, on the other hand, like the Cancer Walk episode where they just really – like they had boyfriends, but the fact that those other two kids quote-unquote liked them. Yeah. And then – They felt pressure to react a certain way, but didn't know if they were telling the truth. It was just like, whew, I feel like that's something that still happens as adults. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I can believe you. I don't really know what your motives are. Totally. What's your end game here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: your motivation for things, for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I loved the – like the – the first kisses, I love, I love the earlier episodes where, you know, it's clearly an adult after body (laughs) double. And I was like, Oh, thank God, because I was like, I don't think I want to see one of them, unless it's like a little peck or kiss on the cheek. You know, like with Gabe giving Maya a kiss on the cheek or something like that. You're like, Okay, that's fine. But yeah, when Anna has her first kiss, and then you're just like, and the close ups of it, Are so funny, but so you're like, yes, too wet or too gross, or they don't know what they're doing because it's the first one. And you're just like, ah, I feel for you. Oh, yes. Very bad. And you're just like, cooties, disgusting, you know, like it's just so much you want it to be nice for them, but you know it's not going to be.
0: No. (laughs) Yeah, even when I was... Like, in later high school, even if we were out – like, if I was out with my boyfriend, but we were still with family, it was – that was still even bad for, like, a kiss on the side because I have such sensitive skin that, like, my mouth would be red from it. And I'm like, (laughs) dude, I can't go and, like, hang out with my mom. Like, it's very apparent something was happening. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, like, kisses are just bad
1: in high school. Yes. Yes yeah yeah even in high school, They're not good, not necessarily good, yeah no <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah. but yeah, they definitely took like a a hard turn because I cannot believe in that last episode where uh Maya and Derek are alone in that room. I was both on the edge of my seat completely nervous but i was also really laughing at the way that maya was like holding her face oh yeah i mean
1: i feel like it's meant to be funny towards the end of that sequence but right. at the same time you're i didn't expect initially that she was going to go through with it i was sort of like oh Okay, this is where they're going to draw the line. Like she thinks she's going to get her first kiss, and she's actually having a sexual experience in a and not consensual way. Or like initially, like her calmness and like her um, total curiosity of like, is it supposed to look like that? You're kind of like oh, okay, that's sort of a relief because she doesn't seem totally afraid. But then you're still like, no, she's not. Re- you're not ready. No, no, no. <laughs> and you're like, this kid Derek's gross.
0: <laughs> that kid Derek is
1: gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm suspect of this friend's photo that you have taped on the wall.
0: <laughs> when yeah. he's like, she's just a friend. Whatever. <laughs> you're just like, yeah.
1: You're like teenage
0: boys are gross. <laughs> yeah, because that could have gone any number of ways. Because oh, you totally. wonder if like. She broke his heart, and so now he, like, doesn't really care how he treats women. Yeah. Or maybe, like, that was his first, and he really doesn't even know her that well, but he still keeps her picture. Like, it could have been an, any number of things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's just, like, and the the idea of, like, him asking Maya, like, this is your first time, and then he's like, but you've already kissed people, you know, you've already had your first kiss, and then, like, her feeling like she has to lie. And you're just like, mm-hmm. no, that's not good then. That's not good if you feel like you have to lie. <laughs> no, definitely and not. We know that as the audience and being older, but then we're like, no, 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 Maya, no, no, Maya. <laughs> so gross. So, so gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, that on top of the whole, like, turn on 106.7 and then breaking up to her over the phone that was with ridiculous. that song in the background. was It was so overly cruel.
1: I, I also found that a little bit like not quite uh on brand with the with that character to that point because he sure. seemed he seemed so blasé about it you know what i mean like so i wouldn't think that he would go to like a weird level like that and be like yeah listen to this song now think about i'm dumping you like i was like oh that's kind of dramatic for somebody who like doesn't call you back you know <laughs> like like i was like oh i feel like it would have been more realistic for him to just like have ghosted her and then her eventually have to like show up in the bushes at his house and him be like no i don't want to go out with you anymore or like her see him with another girl or something like that you know what i mean like i was like oh this is like drama rama somebody <laughs> being like turn on the radio <laughs>
0: yeah that was very intense <laughs> I was like do people did people do that I I wonder, yeah, if he just felt like Maya was such a tag along, yeah, and she was always going to be a tag along, so yeah. he yeah. had to like break up with her in a very extreme way, yeah. He had to, to be like, very get her, like blatant about it, yeah. yeah.
1: Hard to say, yeah. It it is kind of intense, yeah. And then, like you said, Steve was actually like a nice character, but he was sort of put in a weird spot, you know, like his character obviously his performance changes a little bit from like when they're friends doing the play and he thinks Anna's Mm -hmm. cool to them actually dating and then him kind of using the like I love you as like a way to get out of being in trouble Mm -hmm. (laughs) not good I love it when she's finally like don't change the subject
0: yes (laughs) did you really like Maya's drumming don't change the subject (laughs) That
1: that's like the point of contention too. like, yes. like, no, Maya's not a good drummer, but I just need you to be loyal right now. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you need you to choose my, my thing, you know? So yeah. And I, and I love that, uh, you know, that Maya's brother Shuji shows up to also do the egging in quotes because it ends up yes. being baby squid,
0: <laughs> which is so great. Very funny.
1: Yeah. I love the, like seeing them in the Asian market and you know buying stuff that culturally is not weird for Maya's family but is kind of weird for Anna's family probably but she's just totally into it she's just like whatever it's cool you know we're doing this and then that being what Maya brings <laughs> to go egg that kid's house is so great that that whole sequence <laughs> is really fun I just I, I thought that was a kind of a great way to, to end the episode
0: <laughs> yeah definitely it was like, "Oh man, Gabe and Jafar, did they get out safe?"
1: Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, and and uh, I love the um the like soundbite of music that is used every time Anna thinks a kid is cool or hot or whatever, you know, the like la da, la la da, la. Da, da, you know, and I love that that's changed back to the brother at the end, you know, because it's hinted that she likes him earlier on in the seasons, but yeah, you know, I like that you're sort of like they'll move on. They'll be okay. <laughs>
0: They'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely thought like when she got together with Steve, I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because of of Steve's ethnicity. Right. And so you're like, all right, yeah. It's really like about Shuji. Like yeah. I feel like she probably imprinted on Shuji from a very young age. Oh, totally. And that's like her type. Her crush right there for sure. So and big time. But uh, I'm
1: kind of glad that it didn't really like totally go into her dating Shuji, because I feel like that would be a point of contention with her friendship, you know, so I like that it that that wasn't tackled in this, but you know, like it can be inferred, but yeah. (laughs)
0: Because yeah, I think if we are to guess that this fake Anna and Maya relationship does go on into the future, yeah, I feel like when they're older, Maya could handle Anna dating Shuji. Right. But if it were to happen... Like, pretty much next season, if there was a next season. Yeah. I don't think Maya would handle that very well. I at don't all. think
1: it would go over well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think Anna would have to choose at a certain point, and that would be bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: And I like that they left it really open ended, and their final conversation is like, maybe sometime in the future we won't even be friends anymore. That was so and heavy. like, you know what? We're gonna keep trying to be friends. like yeah, we're, we're together now. And I'm like, oh, this is a very mature conversation that I don't think I ever had when I was younger.
1: No, I feel like the you know, the examples that they were giving each other about growing apart were like adult Maya and Anna yeah saying like what can happen with a friendship as an adult and you're just like oh shit this is heavy and then or you know like we're gonna be together forever and have like a double wedding and live next door to each other and blah, blah, blah. And I love that divorced at the same time <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and like the angels will come down we won't need anything because we have each other and you're like
0: yeah
1: you know so like that <laughs> that like purity of of having such an intense friendship at that age is so great yeah yeah the loyalty yeah, definitely. yeah for sure i loved it <laughs> yeah
0: it it'll be nice because i'm going home for christmas i'm going to indiana for christmas this nice year, and so i'm kind of like seeing my i don't know who's the anna and who's the maya in this relationship but i'm seeing my best friend from high school Kelsey. Uh, that's so nice and that'll be great to see her too because yes Kelsey and I were best friends in high school. We remained very, very close. I still consider her my best friend, although she is states away. Right. And we don't talk as often totally. as we used to. But yeah, it's just really nice to have that touchstone. And I, I like to think that Maya, Ishi Peters, and Anna Cohn will have that in the future, right. even if they don't remain super close. <laughs> I know. I feel like even if you're
1: not super close, it is such like a, a special thing to have – even just one friend that knew you at certain ages of your life, you know, like knew you when right. you didn't have all of your shit together or when you were awkward or knew you when your your family was going through certain things or, you know, like like having Anna's parents get divorced and having somebody who's there. Like, I love that episode when they run off into the woods and they're like, you know, is this magic? Like, just them being there for each other. It's so special. <laughs> i also love when they start performing witchcraft that episode is so funny <laughs> so good
0: zendy <laughs> uh, wickany oh it's so, so good funny. it's so good um i was yeah. very much like that in elementary school like anything i, love I would find was a sign for something and this means this <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so great <laughs> yeah walking down like an alleyway and like finding like A piece from a magazine and you read whatever it says oh yeah this is a sign (laughs) (laughs) i also love the um
1: you know like the very early episodes of of season one where like they have all these hopes for junior high and then they're like oh actually it kind of sucks because i think that's how i was where i was like it's gonna be great and then i'm like oh it's not so great (laughs) Okay. It's more of the same. It's kinda of horrible or the same, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> things don't change that much or or the things that do, you're like, no, nah, maybe I don't like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I think when you're young and you have like a group of friends and then you're you're aging together, you're thinking, Oh, like the new and exciting things are gonna be new people that I've never met, but you don't really have the wherewithal to realize like oh no i'm aging up with literally the same group of people yeah and they are going to change into what i'm looking for but that feels weird because they've been like your friends since you were like seven yeah so you're just like i'm not supposed to like sam because sam is like my friend i'm supposed to meet a new boy who i find exciting and alluring like it's hard to like flip that switch in a young brain to realize like oh they're the person i'm gonna end up liking
1: Or like, you know, from a friend standpoint, this happened to me maybe when I was a little bit older, it was more from junior high to high school. But like, I had a pretty nice group of friends by the time I was in eighth grade. And then going into high school, they kind of started to peel off, like some of them became, quote unquote, cool kids, or, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them were more jocks and and started to hang out with different people. And some of them were still the nerds. And for a little while, I kind of like floated because I was like, oh, well, we used to all hang out. Um, And I met more kids, you know, because it was combining more than one junior high school at my high school. So I met some new people and eventually I was like, actually, I like the nerd kids better, you know, so I was like, they're nicer. (laughs) And they're not all like trying to drink all the time and like do crazy shit or smoke pot at that age when I was like, I don't know if I like that yet. You know, like I was just sort of like, I'm just gonna feel this out for a while (laughs) or um, so it's it was kind of funny to like have the kids that you grow up with and you're like, but she used to be such a nerd like me. And now she's, got bigger boobs and she got rid of her braces you know so now the boys like her but they don't like me like that you know so it's sort of it's interesting to see that in the framework of this show and then kind of identify with that in your own childhood (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah when i was going from fifth grade to sixth grade where all of my friends were like in a different homeroom class than i was and my parents were like pretty much getting to the point where they were going to divorce. And at the same time, I found out that I was going to need glasses. Ah. And I also was told that I needed braces, but we ended up losing our health insurance for a while when my parents split up, and so I just never got the braces.
1: I also never got the braces. Both of my older sisters had them, so I think by the third kid, my parents were like, no, we're not paying for braces. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But I remember, like, in sixth grade having a friend of mine who was, like, part of my, like, initial clique say, like, oh, you're just going to, like, be kind of weird now. Oh. And, yeah, because, like, I was changing the opposite way. Like, a lot of my friends who had had braces maybe were, like, getting them off at that point. Yeah. And, like, they were starting to grow boobs and I wasn't growing boobs yet. But I had, like, the glasses now. So, yeah, I remember when, like, that changed – and then definitely when i was like in junior high and high school i was also a part of like the nerdy group as yeah well. yeah and i was just like this is where it's more my speed where i don't have to worry about getting in trouble as much
1: yeah i mean i had i had a friend that in 6th grade and probably even through 8th grade i would have considered my best friend and initially she always had braces she wore big glasses uh I think in sixth grade she had like a crazy perm, because that was, you know, in back then, but she actually looked like a weird mom hairdo, you
0: know, like yeah. so I got a perm in fifth grade and in eighth grade. Yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then like for me, I kind of like sprouted height wise early, but then stopped and then just got more curvy, not really boobs, but just th- Wasn't skinny. And so I was always self conscious about that, because most of the girls were really skinny back then. And and I remember this friend hitting maybe ninth grade, and then all of a sudden, like, got contacts, got braces off, stopped perming their hair uh got bigger boobs all of a sudden but stayed pretty skinny so all of a sudden like all these boys liked her and i felt like she was changing because she liked the attention and i mean Mm -hmm. she was still pretty smart and nerdy in reality but it was like this point of contention for a while where like me and my other friend were like what happened to her she's being a little bit more mean or she doesn't want to hang out with us because she wants to hang out with the dudes and they all pay attention to her now and and are not friends with all of us anymore you know so it it was sort of like a weird time it's it's so interesting to look back on some of that stuff and you don't realize like how much it kind of fucks you over <laughs> or like oh, big just time. or just like shapes how you see people and you're just like no no i liked you better when we used to just watch tv together and make cookies and not who cares <laughs> about loser boy you know but uh yeah it's funny to see that now and and I definitely have a couple of friends now that one I knew in junior high and the other I didn't meet until ninth grade because she went to a different junior high but they're they're my nerd friends that I've stayed friends with over the years and you know we don't all live in the same state anymore but like you said yeah you you still consider them your your best friends because they're they they knew you (laughs) <laughs> they were there. They were there. they went through that <laughs> shit. <laughs>
0: you have common trauma. <laughs> very common drama. Yeah. yeah, as we get older now and like Heath and I are thinking about having children in the next few years, I just know it, it was very comforting to watch pen Pen 15 and like see a more normal time for yeah. us because technology has changed so much since we've been Maya and Anna's age. It's so um, different, yeah, yeah. So it it makes me nervous, kind of. I know. To, Watch,
1: rewatch eighth grade, about, like thinking yes. of it in that context of a kid going through all this shit that we went through, but then having social media and having ways to communicate with kids without the parents knowing, and like, you know, seeing photos of other kids and judging yourself against them, and
0: yeah, that's such a good point. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's a yeah. great movie. I love that movie. But man, that is a tra- traumatic movie to watch, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I know. Think about, like, Mara, who just, like, cut out a picture from a magazine and said this was her best friend, but she lived in Colorado. Yeah. So imagine, like, Mara having the ability to craft a complete fake friend just on social media, just because following this girl on instagram and being like that's my best friend she lives yeah, in yeah exactly like i mean how, you have all this social media <laughs> how easy it is to be like that's my
1: boyfriend he goes to a different school or whatever you know just anything any aspect of that part of your yeah. life you know so yeah
0: <laughs> but but i'd also like to think that most kids are fundamentally built the same and yeah. they're dealing with the same stuff but uh yeah it'll be interesting to kind of tackle that in you know I guess at this point, probably like 14 years
1: when my kids are
0: 12, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Rough. But you're better for going through it yourself. It'll help you in your own
1: parenting. And I think
0: that's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It'll make it all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It'll be good. And your kid won't want to listen to you at first either. They'll, nope. they'll be like, I don't want to hear why this. you think this, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I feel like almost if it goes the opposite way, like they are really interested in my opinion, like also that might be a little problematic too. So I want them right in the middle. I want yeah. them to be like kind of interested in what I have to say, but also kind of not interested Yeah, because they have other sources coming at them. Yeah, You
1: probably <laughs> will have that and it'll probably be at different ages for them. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be ages when they don't want to listen to you and there'll be ages when they're like, oh, actually... I am
0: interested. <laughs> <laughs> Pass on a little bit of your wisdom, I guess, that you have, Mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, is there anything else about Pen15 specifically that you wanted to touch on? Uh, I mean, not not anything too major. I, I definitely loved
1: having the weird animated episode. I thought that that was a cool way to convey the feelings that that episode had. You know, like the idea one I hate caricature drawings
0: oh yeah we had a conversation oh, I hate a long them. time ago and we're yeah. like we're not into this we both had a terrible character. fuck experience. that
1: yeah exactly like caricature drawings of any aspect or like any way to like emphasize what can be construed as somebody's flaws even if they're not you know just um right that whole and and doing that at an age when you are insecure about how you look is so intense. So I I've loved the the cartoon aspect of that, and that transforming them while they're feeling their most low, and then you know seeing that change based on how they start to feel about each other and and themselves is was really great. And I was like, that was a great episode.
0: <laughs>
1: I agree. Yeah. And I mean, it was a one-off, but it, it still flowed with the story. So it was still very cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I liked that it you got to see the dad a little bit too. Like the dad who's trying to like play the cool dad card because the parents just got divorced. Right. And so he's clearly trying to not be too parental because he doesn't want to turn Anna away from him. Right. But at the same time, he's like, we got to rein this in, girls. Yeah. So it really like set up his character in a nice way for that yeah. latter half of season two as well. Definitely. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I liked it a lot more than I expected to. I was sort of like, oh, this is just going to be whatever. And I was like, no, this is a good episode. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I had not asked you this prior to the podcast. Oh. However, um, I dug out my old yearbooks, and I don't know if you have access to your old yearbooks. Ooh. But I feel like when we post this episode, we should maybe post our yearbook photos i have have access yeah
1: i do i mean they're up in the attic but i actually pulled one of them down i don't know if i have i do have a yearbook from junior high yeah i feel like by eighth grade it'll be deceiving because my picture's a lot less awkward for eighth grade than sixth and seventh so i'll see if i can find a younger picture (laughs)
0: Yeah, maybe like the seventh grade picture. Yeah,
1: because by eighth grade, I feel like I had my shit together as far as haircuts go. But
0: six, <laughs> sixth, and
1: seventh, not so much. Perfect. That's what we want to see. Yeah. That's the relatable content we're all here for. Totally. I would love to share those with you.
0: <laughs> so yeah, listeners, if you only listen to the podcast, I mean, thank you so much. That's great. Thanks for sticking with us through this episode. Um, make sure I never say this cause I'm really bad at this part. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. That yeah. really helps us out as well. But yeah, if you're only listening and you've never been to our Instagram page and our Facebook page, uh, go and find those on Instagram. We're at story underscore screen underscore beacon. And on Facebook, we're story screen beacon comma New York. Hmm. Um, that's where you can find us on those sources. And Diana and I will be sharing or 7th grade photos. Yeah! Uh, that's great. Because that only feels fitting, right? Totally.
1: <laughs> I know. I do love the intro to this show. I love the like the music I love, and I love the montages of the photos of them when they're younger. And I loved that the Yuki episode did pictures of the mom, and I thought that was awesome, too. I was, I was excited to see her. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. Because, yeah,
0: I think Maya and Anna met doing UCB, I oh, think.
1: Oh, Awesome. So they sense. did a really
0: good job of, like, finding composite photos where they could, like, build them together. Totally. To make it look like they were friends when they were young. Yeah, They did totally. a really good job of that. Yeah. But all right, Diana, I think we've come to the end. I feel like we could talk about this show for a long time.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is a great one. I was excited to <laughs> to join you for this. It was a good show. <laughs> I definitely will rewatch it. I've been recommending it to pretty much everyone in my family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i've been recommending it like crazy too yeah. <laughs> but yeah thank you for joining me it was lovely to have you and uh yeah listeners we will catch you next time bye, bye. <laughs>